The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head over to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Get yourself $20 off plus free shipping on orders over $129. They've got their Burger Perfection Flight brand new package of Omaha steak burgers, new steak burgers that they just came out with. You get 20 burgers for $79.99. It's on sale. It's a great deal. Check that out. Josh with you today. We've got a live show coming up tonight. I'm in the studio right now. I just want to get quick reactions to round one, something for you guys to watch and listen to here this afternoon before our live show tonight. Again, we will have everybody in studio plus we're going to have DF, Derek Frisbee from DF Sports, will be live with us in studio tonight. We're all going to give you our recap, our reactions, everything to round one. So this is Friday afternoon right now. And if you're watching this on Saturday and you want to know our reactions and everything to, well, everybody's reactions to round one, everything that happened in rounds two, three on our live show, check it out here on YouTube. If you're watching right now on YouTube, Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, consider becoming a member of the channel. 99 cents is all it takes to become a YouTube dog pack member. We really appreciate everybody's support. I'm trying to run through all this real quickly because like I said, we got a live show tonight and I've got a lot of prep work to do. We are not going to be in this studio unless something crazy happens tech, you know, technology wise. We're going to be next door in our sister studio, much bigger, much better. It's going to be a ton of fun. Okay, wow, I feel like I'm talking real fast, but that's what you guys need. You guys need some fast reactions, so let's do this. Let's talk about the first round. I'm going to kind of run through, pick by pick here, do the best I can. Like I said, I got limited time, but I want to react. You'll hear more of my takes tonight on the live show, plus everybody else's, and I know everybody wants to hear what Blake has to say, so tune in tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. If it's not Friday, if this is Saturday, Sunday, beyond, go back to the go back to our channel. Check it out. It'll be there. Okay, Bryce Young, number one, goes to the Carolina Panthers. This is what I projected to happen anyway. I didn't buy any of that late rumor mill garbage of Will Levis being their favorite guy at number one. That didn't make any sense. There was no way. Will Levis, spoiler alert, didn't even get picked last night in the first round. He's The NFL is telling you what they, what they see in Will Levis, and they're telling you what they see in some of these other guys. Bryce Young... First overall to Carolina, I like it for him. I don't know if I like it so much for the Panthers. As far as Bryce Young's situation, he goes to a great coaching staff. 
uh, better than a lot of <clears throat> rookie quarterbacks get to go to when they're picked this high in the draft. However, their receiving weapons leave a lot to be desired. And I just have my own personal questions about a guy like Bryce Young, who, yes, he came in at 204 at the NFL Combine. He is not a 200-pound quarterback. The height doesn't bother me so much, the 5'10". I mean, we've seen shorter quarterbacks of that stature have success in the NFL. That's not my concern. My concern is the weight. My concern is how does a sub-200-pound quarterback hold up? How does that body hold up? in the NFL. Now, if Bryce Young is so great at getting rid of the ball that he doesn't take a lot of hits, see a lot of contact, okay, then I guess I don't need to worry so much about the body holding up, but it is a concern. Was he worthy of the number one overall pick? Yes. For a quarterback needy team like the Panthers, he's worth taking that swing on. I, I, I believe that. Now, the, the second pick in the draft, we heard a lot of rumors, a lot of smokescreen coming out. You know, in the last week or so about Houston was going to pass on quarterback, which they desperately need, and go best defensive player available. Well, of course, they go C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State, which is the player that if they would have passed on C.J. Stroud, I would have had serious questions, not about Stroud, but about the Texans. I am an Ohio State fan. Everybody on this show is an Ohio State fan. I've watched every snap of C.J. Stroud's career at Ohio State. When he came in as a true freshman, Two seasons ago, just real quick, C.J. Stroud, if you watched Ohio State, you know, looked questionable at best. He even got benched partway through that freshman season. He didn't look good. Justin Fields had just gone to the NFL, and I remember sitting there watching Ohio State games thinking, we are screwed. We have got to get somebody in here who can play quarterback because this guy's not it. By the end of that season, that same season, he was in the running for Heisman Trophy. That is the the leaps and bounds of development that he was able to take as a freshman in college, moving from high school to college. So I think the progression that he was able to make, and then of course this past year, he did nothing but continue to develop and show why he was worthy of a top pick in the NFL draft. I think that his translation from college to the NFL, excuse me, will be, I don't want to say seamless, but I think that he will be able to make that transition better than a lot of rookie quarterbacks because he has that ability to to progress that way. So then the big shocker. So everybody thought Arizona at three was going to trade their pick. Well, the Houston Texans, who just picked C.J. Stroud, the pick before, came up from 12, which is Brown's pick. Two, three with Arizona. Trade up, take Will Anderson, the outside linebacker, edge rusher out of Alabama. So they go... And they get their quarterback, and they go, and they get their future defensive leader. So I got to say what the Houston Texans did last night, I was impressed with the, the moves they made. I think that new head coach, um, wow, the guy's name is totally slipping my mind right now. But anyway, he, he knew what he wanted, and he knows what the team needs. And I think that they did a great job getting C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson back-to-back two and three in the draft last night. So. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, the most polarizing, controversial player in this draft, I believe, or at least last night, goes number four to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you will hear tonight Blake tell you why this pick just got Shane Steichen, new head coach for the Colts, fired, and maybe their general manager, because Anthony Richardson is an absolute bust, wasted pick. Only 53% completion percentage in his one year or whatever at Florida this past season. Horrible quarterback. No way it's going to work. Total bust. 
I feel differently. I have heard and read a lot because I'm deep into dynasty football and I've got picks. So Anthony Richardson, I've done a, a lot deeper dive into him from analyst perspectives, uh, scouting perspectives. And when he went four, it made total sense. I thought the Colts would be very likely to take Anthony Richardson. One, Shane Steichen comes over as the, he was the OC last year for the Eagles. And you saw what the Eagles offense did with Jalen Hurts and the progression that Jalen Hurts took because he showed promise, you know, in his rookie season, his second season in the league. And then last year, it just all came to fruition. And you saw what that offense was able to do with Jalen Hurts skill set. Well, Anthony Richardson has that skill set. He has that rushing upside, that rushing ability. He honestly, he's he'll be in the elite rushing quarterback category when it's all said and done. But he has arm strength. He has an absolute cannon. He can make all the throws to all the areas of the field. The problem with him is his consistency and his accuracy, which from a lot of scouting reports that I've read about him has mostly, if not all, to do with his footwork. And they say under the right coaching, and Shane Steichen, to me, is the right coaching. You fix that footwork, a la Josh Allen. You fix some of those mechanical issues that are, guy's got a rocket arm, Josh Allen can get the ball all over the field, deep, out to the sidelines, whatever he needs to do. Josh Allen just needs to work on the accuracy. Josh Allen. I think Anthony Richardson has the potential to be, I think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in this class, but if Anthony Richardson puts it all together, he could be the best quarterback in this class. That's what I believe. Blake's going to tell you different, and we'll, we'll definitely discuss it. And if you got your opinions, jump in the chat with us too tonight. Okay. Five, Seattle. They go cornerback, Devin Witherspoon. I think that was a great pick for them. Very physical kid. Uh, I think that's going to help their defense. Paris Johnson Jr., the left tackle out of Ohio State, goes six to the Cardinals. I think that was a great pick for them. I think that Paris Johnson, and yes, I know I'm an Ohio State homer, but I'm not afraid to tell you when an Ohio State guy isn't that great. I didn't think Paris Campbell was that great coming out of college. I think Paris Johnson, the left tackle, I think he will be for the Cardinals. Unfortunately, what the Browns hope Jed Wills would be for us. Um, time will tell, but <clears throat> I definitely like his potential. Seven, the Raiders take Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of Texas Tech. I think that's a good move for them. Build up that defense a little bit. Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, a lot of people thought maybe this is where he would go, maybe the Raiders, but the Raiders opted to just say, we got Jimmy G. We're going to stick with him for now. We got him for a few years. We'll pass. Now there's not, maybe tonight, maybe in round two, the Raiders take him. But in round one, they passed and went defense. Eight, this one was a ton of fun. The Atlanta Falcons take Texas running back Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is arguably the best prospect in this class. He's certainly, if you go by a positional basis he's probably the best at his position of anybody in this in this draft Bijan Robinson is going to be an absolute stud in the NFL and he went to the the absolute best landing spot to utilize and maximize his potential because uh, Arthur Smith head coach came if you remember came as the OC before uh, with Tennessee with the Titans with Derrick Henry loves having that bell cow running back, that big back that can go do it all. Now, of course, Bijan's not, nobody's the size of Derrick Henry. But Bijan Robinson can do things Henry can't do. 
through the passing game. He's got better speed. He's got better agility. They're going to deploy the living crap out of Bijan Robinson down in Atlanta. So that was a fun pick. The Philadelphia Eagles had, in my opinion, the absolute best night of any team in round one. So here at pick nine, they get Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, Jalen Carter fell to them because he had some off-field character concerns throughout the whole draft process, yada, yada. We'll dive more into that tonight. But the talent is absolutely incredible with this kid. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who lost a couple key pieces on their defense, did absolutely nothing in the first round except for fill those holes immediately. And... I tell you, this is what Super Bowl caliber teams do. And the Philadelphia Eagles took advantage of having two first-round picks last night, got the absolute best defensive players they could get. They're going to be tough to stop. Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee, goes number 10 to Chicago to help protect Justin Fields. I think that's a great move for, for Chicago. Justin Fields was running for his life pretty much all last year, which was great for fantasy, but in real-life football, that's not what you want your quarterback doing. Uh, The third and probably final top offensive tackle in in the the top tier for the first round of this draft went right after that pick 11. Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern went to Tennessee. A lot of people had Tennessee maybe taking a quarterback here, maybe taking a receiver like JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. But they go offensive tackle. Probably not the worst idea, especially since offensive line really helps your running game and we know the titans love to run the ball with derrick henry he's getting older he probably has another good elite year ahead of him maybe a couple i think this was a good move for tennessee pick 12 surprising and we'll dive into pick 12 whenever we come back from this short break this episode is sponsored by omaha steaks Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest homemade burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real, aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout and get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. You get $20 off the Burger Perfection flight, plus free shipping. Discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious, ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. So, like I said, at pick 12, this one was a surprise. The Detroit Lions take running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama at 12, which to me immediately I said, well, DeAndre Swift is out. He's DeAndre Swift is a guy, is a running back that I would look to see if he gets moved, if he gets traded in some sort of package tonight in round two. 
because Jameer Gibbs is going to fill the role that the Lions wanted DeAndre Swift to do. He just, he's not consistent. He doesn't stay on the field. He's got health concerns all the time. So Jameer Gibbs to me spells the end of DeAndre Swift in Detroit. And honestly, I think this was a reach for them. I, I like Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions because I think they have a sneaky, good, explosive offense. But at pick 12, this was a little high. This was a little rich for my liking. But I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. So, hey, whatever. You guys do you. Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa, goes 13 to the Green Bay Packers. I thought maybe they could have used a guy like JSN, a good, you know, reliable slot receiver, could probably be your number one receiver, honestly, in your offense with a young first-time quarterback in Jordan Love. But hey, you know what? Green Bay Packers taking a receiver in the first round would have been crazy. So, of course, they go defensive. And 14, got to love it. The stinking Pittsburgh Steelers come up and they take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. So, obviously, like I said, the top three tackles were already off the board and the New York Jets were clearly looking to take Broderick Jones because when the Steelers jumped up in front of them and took Jones to help continue to build their offensive line, which has been putrid the last couple of years, the Jets kind of went into like a scramble. They, they took the entire clock. They, I think they were, you know, looking to trade their pick, trying to see if anybody wanted to come up to 15. So that didn't happen. They stayed at 15. They took Will McDonald, the fifth outside linebacker, edge rusher out of Iowa state. This one might have been a little bit of a reach for the Jets, but you know they, they were really hoping to build that offensive line a little bit better in front of Aaron Rodgers. That didn't happen because the Steelers snaked their pick right in front of them. So instead, they opt to go and protect Aaron Rodgers the best they can from the defensive side of the ball. So I, I follow their logic there. I don't think it was a horrible pick. I just, I'm not sure he was the best defensive player for them to take there, but that's just my opinion. Next, 16, the, the Washington Manders took Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Another cornerback at 17 goes to the New England Patriots, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. And then at pick 18, the Lions were back on the clock and they took a defensive player. They took linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa, was a guy that we on this show have been talking about as a potential trade up for the Browns if he fell through the first round into that into those 40s of the the second round that didn't happen he didn't even make it into the 20s so jack campbell goes to detroit Kalija Cansey, the defensive tackle out of pittsburgh then went 19 to the tampa bay buccaneers if you don't know what you're doing at quarterback or baker mayfield your best bet if you're tampa bay the best thing you can do build your defense up better Jackson Smith and Jigba finally gets his name called. He goes 20 to the Seattle Seahawks wide receiver out of Ohio state. Now I, this is great for the Seahawks. I don't know about JSN as far as his progression into a top flight receiver right out the gate because they do have DK Metcalf. They do have Tyler Lockett, but I think for Seattle, this gives them one of the best well-rounded receiving cores in the entire league because DK Metcalf is different than Tyler Lockett is different than JSN. These guys are all going to do different things and everything that they do different from each other, they are going to do extremely well. So you're locked into Geno Smith of your Seattle. This is a great move for Seattle. Go get him the absolute best offensive weapon available to add to his already pretty decent weapons that he has on the team. So that, that was a good pick for Seattle. Now we had our run on wide receivers though, and it didn't last very long, but we had Quentin Johnston, 
go number 21 to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, wide receiver out of TCU. He kind of projects, when I saw this, as a Mike Williams replacement. I heard something about uh, Mike Williams after this season going into 2024 can be cut or traded or whatever with, uh, I don't know if it's no dead cap or small dead cap, and they can save $20 million against the cap, something like that. So this to me signals we got one year left of Mike Williams. He hasn't really progressed in the type of receiver, the most reliable, consistent receiver we hope for. We're going to take his replacement now in Quentin Johnston. 22, the Ratbirds, the Baltimore Ravens take wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. We'll get into everything about the Ravens, the whole Lamar Jackson thing and all that on tonight's live show. My take is I don't really care what the Ravens do at wide receiver. I don't really care who they draft in the first round. They've never drafted a first round wide receiver that's really turned out to be great anyway. The Ravens have never had like a very strong passing attack. I okay, so you got Todd Munkin as your OC. I don't like I don't care. If they come out this year and they throw for, you know, 4,500 yards or, you know, even more with this new high volume passing attack, cool, great. I will eat my words and I will say, okay, credit where credit's due. The Ravens stepped up this year and became a passing team. They've never been a passing team. They've thrown for 4,000 yards plus only three times in their entire franchise history. So I don't really care what they add as wide receiver. I don't really care they got OBJ. I don't really care that they got Zay Flowers. It doesn't matter to me. We will see. We will discuss tonight, but that's where the Ravens went at pick 22, pick 23. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, the final of the receivers, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. I like this move for Minnesota because it helps alleviate pressure off of the best wide receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson. You cannot double team him. You cannot give him all the attention they were giving him last year because Adam Thielen took such a step back that they didn't, defenses didn't need to worry as much about him. Justin Jefferson was the key focal point. Jordan Addison can do things on the football field. He may not be the biggest guy, the fastest guy, but his route running and his ability to create separation, get open, make plays, this is this is going to be pretty good, I think, for what proved to be a, a high-powered Minnesota Vikings offense already last season. 25, the team that beat the Vikings in the playoffs, the New York Giants took Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland, helped shore up that defense a little more. Then the Buffalo Bills moved up, Pick 25, and they took Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. This is interesting because I think they're going to deploy him as more of a slot receiving option rather than an inline tight end because a lot of people were like, well, they already had Dawson Knox, and he's a really good tight end. We, we've got to separate the two because Dawson Knox is a really good tight end. I think he he has developed into an inline blocker, the uh, the receiving weapon. He's getting to be a more well-rounded tight end, but it's taken him years. Tight ends take years in the NFL to develop into a well-rounded player at that position. Dalton Kincaid, great receiving option. I think that's how they're going to use him right out the gate because let's face it, the Buffalo Bills are not in any sort of wait-and-see mode, development mode with any of these guys. If they take an offensive weapon, they need that guy to produce and be impactful right now because they're going toe-to-toe with teams like the Kansas City Chiefs this year. So having Dalton Kincaid in a wait-and-see, let's see how he develops type of thing, that's not a good pick for them in the first round. So they are going to use this guy. And he's a little bit older, so I think they say he's 23-24. He's a little bit further down the development line already anyway. So that's what I project to see from the Buffalo Bills. 
The Dallas Cowboys then were on the clock, and speculation was that they had their eye on Kincaid. That's why the Bills moved up in front of Dallas to get him. So the Cowboys decided to go defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, another guy that we talked about. You know, maybe the Browns having their eyes on if they could get up into the second round if he slips. He did not. He is now a Dallas Cowboy. Anton Harrison, the last offensive tackle here in the first round, goes 27 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, continue to build up the protection in front of Trevor Lawrence, who showed progression last year under Doug Peterson. So not a bad move there. Miles Murphy, the defensive end out of Clemson, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm guessing that the offensive weapons the Bengals might have their eye on, hoping they would slip down into these late 20s, weren't there. So they decide to go best defensive player available on their board. So they go Miles Murphy. And then the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. At pick 29, they took Brian Brisset, defensive tackle out of Clemson. So you got two Clemson defensive linemen going back to back. Brown Tiger, I'm sure you love that. Uh, Brisset, that, that's a good pick for the Saints. They need to, they kind of just need all the help they can get if they want to compete in their division because their division is not very strong. So it's not going to take a whole lot to put them as the favorite. And I think with Derek Carr at quarterback, you kind of solidify your defense a little bit more. The Saints could take control over that weak NFC South. But the NFC East, like I mentioned, is just hand it to the Philadelphia Eagles. They get Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia, all the way down here at pick 30. So they get Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. They come out of the first round with arguably two of the top defensive players in this draft. Un freaking real that the NFL just let the rest of the teams just let the Philadelphia Eagles retool their defense where they lost a couple pieces from that Super Bowl roster last year expect big things out of the Eagles barring injury I'm I was impressed with what they did last night finally pick 31 to end the draft the Kansas City Chiefs took defensive end Felix Anadike Uzama, sorry, not real familiar with that, that, the pronunciation of that name, edge rusher out of Kansas State to end the draft. Again, Super Bowl champs, adding another solid piece to that defense. I don't believe that there were any sort of offensive weapons available at this point in the draft in round one that were worthy of a first round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> so, that wraps up my quick recap of the first round. There were, you know, a couple quarterbacks. We talked about Will Levis. We talked about Hendon Hooker. I I was a little surprised to see, to not see anybody jump up into the tail end of this first round to try and get one of those quarterbacks because if you get that quarterback and he turns out to be your franchise quarterback and he hits, say you hit on him, you get him in the first round, you get a fifth-year option on him. Now, since those two guys fell out of the first round, no team can get a fifth-year option on them. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those chess pieces that these NFL teams like to play. If they, if they have a beat on a guy and they think, oh, I can snag him here at 29 or 30 or something like that, they'll try to get up there. Even if they're the first or second pick in the second round, they'll try to just swap those picks, get into the first, get that fifth-year option. But these guys that went at the tail end of the first round, I mean, you know, with the Bengals, Saints, Eagles, Chiefs, I don't think these guys were moving out of the first round because the guys that they took project to be good players for them. So exercising a fifth-year option on these players was obviously attractive to these teams. So I think that's why you didn't see any of those moves being made. 
I'm excited for tonight. I can't wait to dive into the round two, round three. I can't wait to do the live. I can't wait. I just can't wait for it all. The NFL draft is so much fun. And I just wanted to get on here and give my quick reactions. Like I said, to give you guys something, get you through the afternoon into tonight. Again, we'll get everybody's reactions tonight. We got Blake, Justin, John, DF's going to be in the building tonight. It's going to be a ton of fun. Check it out. We've got our dog pack members. We've got certain guys that are going to be in our discord that are going to be stat filling, that are going to be giving analysis. We've got a whole team of people working tonight. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a blast. So tune in seven o'clock. Like I said, if you've, if this is already past Friday, go back on our YouTube channel, check it out. It's, it's going to be a blast. So again, appreciate everybody tuning in, checking out the video, like subscribe. We appreciate all the support. We love you guys and we will see you tonight. Let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.